Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Hanging Out with Howie. Tonight, I have a very special guest, Rachel Lynch. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, Howie. Thanks for having me. Hey, I have a special uh, present for you. I'd like okay. to uh, give you a piece of pizza if you'd like. Okay. Did you get it? I got it. Thank you so mm. much. I'm, I'm going to have a piece too. Mm. Mm. Appreciate that. Mm. Very I feel good. Really talking with my mouth full. <laughs> so, Rachel, you've been DJing for quite a while and you become very popular. Um, how did this happen for you? Oh my gosh, it's it's been an incredible journey. Kind of an interesting story. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard, you know, kind of how I got started. So I'll just readers digest this. My brother was a DJ. He had a wedding one day. He had a, a medical emergency where we woke up. He was literally on the floor unconscious. At the time, we didn't know he was a type one diabetic. Mm -hmm. So we had to call 911. He was literally rushed off to the hospital. And I knew he had an event that day. I wasn't a DJ, had no idea really how to DJ, other than just kind of hanging around with him. You know, just like little sister. I used to dig in his CDs and steal them and, you know, that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. definitely had no idea what I was doing. So I went to my dad because um, I didn't even have a driver's license at the time. I was like, I think I just turned like 16 because him and I are four years apart. So I was like, Dad, A, I need help loading the rest of this stuff. And this was also before powered speakers, right? So we're talking, this was an old school Bose system. Wow. With crazy heavy uh, amps. The speakers were like cinder blocks. Um, I couldn't even lift it myself. So I said, we need to go find his MapQuest directions, right? This was also even before GPS, right? God, I feel like so old right now. <laughs> Um, and I just was like, dad, we help me. We, we have to do something for these people. So we went to their house and I met up with the, the couple and cause this was like a little backyard kind of thing. So luckily it was a little bit more low key. Like this wasn't this like big, extravagant, you know, wedding, but it's still a wedding. Right. And it's still important. They still booked a DJ and the DJ mm -hmm. wasn't coming. So I explained to them what happened. They're kind of like, who are you? And I was like, well, I'm the DJ's little sister. And I just want to let you know that he's in the ICU. I literally have no idea if he's dead or alive. Because at the time, we didn't know it was diabetes, right? So I mm -hmm. said, I'm going to do the best I can for you today. I'm not a DJ, but I have the basics. Like I understand what a play button is and a volume fader. And I will do everything I can to make this happen for you. So we had about a half an hour like debriefing so I could at least pull the CDs out, right? Because this also was a lot more difficult than just, you know, type it in virtual DJ file browser and pull up, you know, Ed Sheeran perfect. Like this was a lot more complicated than that for me as a 16-year-old kid who wasn't a DJ with a crate of CDs. You know, you have no idea where the hell anything is. So I'm sliding through... Um, he had like a like a request book, right? Because that's what people mm -hmm. did so that people can kind of look because they're not touching your CD collection. So here I am looking like what um, uh, platinum series. What was the name of that series? The platinum series. Was it the yes. platinum series? Yes. Right. The platinum series CD. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking through this pamphlet trying to find like their first dance and stuff like that. And I 
pulled it off. You know, it wasn't my best event, definitely wasn't graceful. Um, but I realized I had a little bit more natural talent than I thought. And I picked up more along the way from just tagging along with big bro than I had thought. So I was kind of just like thrown to the fire. So inadvertently, um, because I now kind of had like a taste of it and a little interest. And now my brother like trusted me. He started passing me little gigs here and there. And I just started getting better and more confident. And then instead of them, you know, kind of calling him back, they would book me. And I kind of just accidentally built a business. Like here we are, I don't know, 18 years later, um, loving every single second of it. So I never had a dream of being a DJ. I just kind of was just doing, you know, the right thing, helping out a family member. And it turned into an incredible legacy. Uh, now, in terms of, you know, the, the popularity thing, um, you know, I still don't see myself as, you know, any different than anybody else. The only difference mm-hmm. is, is I really go out of my way to be helpful and create content that I wish I had when I was trying to learn. Um, you know, I didn't have YouTube back then. Uh, you know, the, the resources weren't as readily readily available. You know, even kind of what you guys have going on here with DJ and TV and with John and Ben Stowe, like the amount of information that you guys give week after week is invaluable and it's incredible. You know, I didn't I didn't have that as a kid. So it was just kind of a lot of guesswork and mm-hmm. had a lot of challenges um, just to kind of get people to respect me, believe in me, have opportunity to do things. So to kind of fight the stigma, I decided to start making content to show people who I am, how I do it, that I actually know things. And then from there, things just have kind of like taken off and meeting the right people and great opportunities. Again, like, you know, DJ and TV, um, I've done a couple things with uh, Phil Morse from Digital DJ Tips, you know, promo only, done doing uh, blogs and articles. And I just, I don't say no, right? I mean, here I am at 10 p.m. after shoveling like 95 pounds of snow. <laughs> um, still here networking, making friends, laughing and enjoying the company. And I don't know, here we are. So I guess that answers your question. Well, yeah. And we first met in the dj video cave yes that was that three or four years ago has it really been that long yeah um i was actually looking at some old original videos and our first videos oh my gosh we didn't know what we were doing (laughs) uh with lighting or even the cadence of speaking properly and looking into the camera (laughs) And um, it was a safe place to practice, you know, and that's why we encourage people here in the chill room. Hey, get on camera, take a chance. You know, nobody's going to judge you here. It's a friendly place. And um, I just thought maybe you would share a little bit about your experience with that. Did that give you some confidence at all? In the oh cave? my gosh. Um, the video cave was probably the the very cusp of like the catapult of to kind of what what I've built over the past three, four years. It was right when things just started to pick up. And you're a hundred percent right. Not only from meeting like-minded individuals, you know, in a safe place. And this um page was run very well, you know. So if anyone was bullying or trolling, you know 
you could post with confidence knowing that people kind of had your back. Mm -hmm. So, um, as you said, you know, I was real rusty, not good at improv, not good of uh, making eye contact with the camera, right? You just kind of have to know like the camera to look at or just how to make it look like you're looking at people, the cadence, Mm -hmm. the not talking too fast, stumbling over your words. And that gave me the foundation to really jumpstart my YouTube channel. And it's funny people go, you know, you're so natural, you know, you, you make mm-hmm. it look so easy. People don't realize that a 20 minute video, depending on what it's about and how technical it gets, it can literally be days to weeks to script, record, edit, get through the bloopers, you know, figure out what you need to say. You wanted to show something. Maybe you learned something else while doing that. Now you have to like plop it in the video. Um, the most recent one I did it was over Christmas. Um, I did a cable comparison um, with Ben Stowe's Platinum Series NLFX wires versus mm-hmm. some other really popular brands. And I literally cut them open and kind of walked people through a basic wire 101 because I'm not really that well versed in it. So it's like once I understood what I wanted to say and broke it down, you know, I wanted to just kind of share that info with people so they can make, you know, intelligent purchases so that, you know, more expensive doesn't mean better. But the point here is, is that video literally took about two weeks to make for a 20 minute video. And again, it looks all natural and easy, but there's so much work that goes behind uh, content. But to bring it back to the video cave, if I didn't have that confidence and that foundation to be able to do that, I would mm-hmm. probably still be struggling. So definitely, if you haven't jumped in the cave yet, do it. Um, great group of people, and it really can elevate you. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I want to start a YouTube channel and put more content out there. I don't know where to begin. That's where to begin. Hands down. Mm-hmm. There, or even in here, <laughs> like, where you can get immediate feedback um, in the chill room, which was just a natural progression. Because, you know, in the cave, it, you know, it was a social experiment where you'd make a video and somebody could respond like the old days um, of YouTube. And that was what uh, Brian's vision for that was. And now we have the chill room where we can be face to face and it gives you good interaction. You can actually count uh, your um, um, ums and things like that. Uh, just put yourself on camera and get out there. I noticed that as you got much better at that and, you know, presenting yourself that you started to pick up uh, sponsors and, and people that wanted you to do videos for their products and so forth. And, and then it took off. And what I really, really thought was unique was the pizza thing. That was like an organic SEO type thing. You didn't set out like, I think I'm going to have a catch thing with pizza. And now, <laughs> how, how did that happen? Was that just a comment? And then all, everybody started sending you pizza memes. <laughs> so everybody probably knows by now I am literally the worst cook in America, as proven on my baking with Rachel with Ben Stowe, <laughs> as we have like batter and snow banks and tarps on the floor. And it, the thing was, a uh, that was something else. Uh, so growing up, um, I've always had like a really fast paced lifestyle. I've always been, you know, super into sports. You know, I'd go to school, 
hit varsity basketball. Then I'd be off to tap dancing and piano lessons. And it just, I never was a still as a kid. So I never really learned how to cook because I was too busy being awesome, doing other things. So I'd come home and I'd just be like, mom, I want to eat. Like, so she would just have it made. Cause you know, as a teenager, you eat your parents out of house and home. So it was already ready to go. And then it'd be off doing homework or whatever. So as I like moved out and started doing my own thing, I realized like, I really don't know how to survive outside of like bowls of cereal. So, you know, what's a, tell me a meal you can eat that is as universally loved that you can literally spend between 14 and 20 bucks on and eat for like four days on it. There's Mm -hmm. not a, there's literally not a better food. So pretty much if it wasn't for pizza, I'd probably be dead. Um, (laughs) I don't know. And that literally, that's just how it came to be. Like I'm just a terrible cook and it's the ultimate food. So here we go. (laughs) I just, I thought it was just so neat though, how it, that part of your life became part of your brand almost you know the the Mm -hmm. people actually send you if they see something unique like a blanket that looks like a slice of pizza they're sending you a link to it want to see the newest item i got let me pull it uh, off my wall give me me, me one sec sure it's probably going to be backwards oh the green screen's probably killing it hold on oh it is Oh, there we go. Ah, oh, now that's cool. Pizza is my Valentine. <laughs> How special is that? I literally have it hanging on my wall, like right here. Yeah, I get pizza tchotchkes all the time. Stocks, you name it. Love it. Oh, my. Now, so Now that we're talking about pizza, let's take a mm-hmm. minute. Not going to expose your secret recipe, but I've heard raving reviews about Howie's special, special pie. So... When did you develop this recipe? When did you start making your own pizza? And how many attempts did it take you before you perfected it? Well, actually, it's called Howie's Legend in His Own Mind Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I started years ago, and it took until about five years ago. So I guess it took a few tries with different pans. And I got the pizza stones with the holding rack for my oven. And then it would drip all over the oven and I have to Mm -hmm. clean it. And I hate cleaning. So um, (laughs) I stumbled upon a large cast iron pizza pan with edges to it. So it couldn't possibly run off. And I made my own sauce and then I make my own dough. The only thing I don't make is the cheese or the pepperoni or whatever toppings. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't take too long. But what motivated me was the convenience of having it because I could have the dough in the refrigerator and the cheese. I mean, it's literally heat the oven and the cast iron. And in, you know, 15 minutes, I could have a hot pizza and I can make a pizza for about two dollars as opposed to 15 or 20, you know, at a pizza place. Right. And um, So partly it was the cheapism on my part and the convenience. (laughs) That's where, and I know who you heard it from too, probably Lori, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) So when things open up, I got to stop by for some legendary, legendary pizza. And I've had a lot of good pizza. So get ready for a, harsh food critic here okay something a little bit controversial now 
Mm-hmm. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? 100% yes. It's uh, literally my top. Okay. Top, like if I had three toppings. So number one, I always go with a classic cheese because if you can't make a good cheese, you can't make a good pizza. So when I go to a new place, I will always get a slice of cheese. Um, The next is barbecue chicken. This I wonder if we can see this. It's going to look kind of gross, guys, but this is the barbecue chicken I'm eating. It just has a Mm -hmm. thin layer of cheese, big chunks of chicken, this awesome, tangy, zesty, little spicy barbecue sauce. Love it. Barbecue chicken Mm. is like my second favorite. Then pineapple and pepperoni. Love it. Love it. I have people literally unfriending me now on Facebook. They're like, I can't know this girl. Yeah, I'm actually considering unfriending you because I think anybody <laughs> that puts pineapple on pizza should do 30 Whoa. days in jail. The sweet <laughs> Now they're going to unfriend me. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I just, I tried it one time. All right, and... let's, do a, let's do a thing. All right, so everybody <laughs> put ones in the chat. If you like pineapple on pizza, I'm looking at the chat here. So if you will do pineapple on pizza, put a bunch of ones, one up the chat. All right. So we got one vote here. Dude, we got a lot of ones coming in, Howie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we got three Looks that like voted. I'm going to be the one unfriended. <laughs> oh, you're losing a lot of friends, my friend. You have only ones in the chat. I got one vote for it's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> You'll take it. Of I'll course. take it. Oh, that's okay, funny. Rachel. What What's the future for you now? What are you What are you gonna be doing? Okay, so I have joined. I've actually lost count, which is a problem. <laughs> uh, probably nine different uh, radio mix shows. From I was all, ask about that. Yeah. From all over the country. I am literally mm-hmm. on a station in California. I am in Miami uh, Hits uh, mm-hmm. station. I'm on Hits 101, which is literally like a global station. There's, uh, It's all mixed up is over somewhere in Europe. Um, I Like DJ Rachel's being heard global. And it's, it's cool. I've met so many cool people. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of my, my new focus and hustle now. And I can tell you guys, if you're looking for a way to stay motivated, stay fresh with your mixing, um, find a reason to still, you know, download music and, and kind of just be in the scene, definitely keep making mixes, whether you're posting it to Mixcloud, um, you know, hit me up. I'll see if I can find a slot for you at one of my shows, but because there's an audience and because it's a weekly show, so there's accountability, I have to mix. I have to download. Mm -hmm. I have to stay organized. I have to stay sharp. Um, and it's really gotten me through the pandemic so that a, I don't feel rusty and B, you know, you just have that yearning to entertain and DJ and it's been great. Um, I got a radio show coming up on Valentine's Day. It's the one that you and Lori usually tune into, the live one on Veteran Squad Radio with the live Mm -hmm. chat and all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, you know, for my theme uh, that night. So it's going to be awesome. But yeah, so my newest big thing is just hitting these um, mix shows like crazy. I love it. It's going to work. But that's interesting because in the chill room, most of the the regulars that tune in are doing Twitch, mm-hmm. and um, they're actually doing these things called 
train raid trains raid and trains on yeah. and on you know and it's 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 really really nice to see the bonding between the people that come in here they become i've become very good friends with a lot of them and i haven't met them yet but come august expo when it happens we are all going to be there and hopefully i'm really honestly i know it's going to happen but what i'm really what i really want is um i would really like for um to to have a hug you know i i really want to have a hug you know that's that's my big thing it's really and, been hard to not sorry. have that networking and camaraderie uh, the great event that they put on in New York State that was at um, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm forgetting what they called it. It just was like this intimate little meetup. The Expo, Mobile Beat, you know, the the last year that was going to be, didn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, even NAM, you know, I turned into virtual NAM. I don't know if you checked any of it out. They actually did a really nice I, oh, uh, I- I did yeah. quite a bit. They did a really you know. nice job with it. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, they made the best that they could out of it. But I'm really hoping that we can have something this year for DJs to get together. I actually saw quite a bit of it. Um, and I was I, I hung out with uh, Jay quite a bit, Pioneer DJ. And uh, they did some really nice stuff and came out with some. So what what, what would you pick as something that you really liked that you thought was was clever or new from nam wow give me a second just to kind of think back like all all the stuff i saw i really liked the behind the scenes look right they took um they had a lot of opportunity to show you know the behind the scenes of how they're doing the production and what they're putting together normally Mm -hmm. you'd show up and it'd already be polished and set up and all things so i always kind of like the behind the the scenes thing with it um i w- tuned into ben stowe's um thing that was awesome just i just really enjoyed the, the whole thing it just oh nothing, nothing really would, sorry go you ahead would enjoy last week's show then because i had jay brandon on and we did a behind the scenes nam show mm. and the type of thing you're talking about about you're you're the first one there in the morning and you're putting up the trussing and this and that and setting up the booth and 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 it just it was we had a, a really fun time um mm-hmm. that's up on the on uh, disc jockey news right now it just went up uh yesterday i believe so yeah i i understand i think the most unusual thing that i saw was the gloves did you see those? No. There's gloves that hook up to your controller with Bluetooth. And if you go like this, you can make a beat. You're going like this and you're slicing. You hmm. make a wave and you get back and forth and, you know, you can make a flange effect. And it was just like, it'll never catch on. I never heard of the company, but I just right. thought it was just so bizarre and different. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think you're you're ever going to replace actual DJing, meaning like yeah. the controller or turntables, right. the button. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know anyone who would give that up for something like that. 
Yeah, it remind me more of like a theremin type thing when mm-hmm. they used, to, you know, um, you know, just a. Well, it was Nam, and you know, it's all about the new gimmicks and and people launching right. new stuff. But um, you know, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff that came out. Other than American DJ came out with, um, well, uh, they had they came out with uh, a console for lighting. And then, of course, uh, Pioneer, uh, they came out with the, what is it, the SX-7 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, uh, something like that. Um, so, and but, you know, otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good show. I mean, they did the best they could, you know, un, you know when, under the pandemic and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm, and I'm looking forward to August. So Absolutely. Me, too. Rachel, it was a real pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for your Absolutely. time. And thank you for the pizza. Right? You're quite welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Would you like another slice? I will never turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Thank you all, all for right. tuning in. Thank you. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>